Welcome to The Envy with Ellie, the podcast where we dive into the incredible world of self-healing and the mind-body connection using biohacking and lessons from Germanic new medicine. Today, I'd like to present an interview I did with a beautiful, resilient, psyche-strong, almost octogenarian, Barbara Ventura, who came to me for a Germanic new medicine consultation and consequently wrote about me in her Sunday byline relaying her health journey with a C-word. I simply explain the angle by which Germanic New Medicine advocates like me see what might be termed as disease, and that is, we see it as a meaningful biological program that the body goes through in response to a perceived distressful life situation. That goes for a cold, sore eyes, back pain, nail fungus, GERD, etc. But cancer involves distress that is deep. Please listen as we have a candid conversation about her ongoing journey with her bleeding, oozing breast, remarkably lessening as the months go by. Her passion as a writer and a teacher of it and many more. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to uh, introduce my guest today. Actually, she's the, the very first guest that I'm having as part of this podcast. And her name is Barbara Gonzalez Ventura. I'd like to introduce who she is, a very brief bio. She worked in advertising for 33 years, handling Pure Foods, Hershey's Chocolate, Coca-Cola, Winston, Cigarettes, Eskinol, Kit Kat, and Nesty. She's been a columnist since 1988, writing for the Manila Chronicle, the Manila Times, Philippine Daily Inquirer, and finally, the Philippine Daily Star. She's written two books, How Do You Know Your Pearls Are Real, on single parenthood, and were history, partially on being a Rizal descendant. Now a maker of rosaries, she's the wife of Loy Ventura, once a prominent lawyer. She's now a mother of three daughters and one son, all over 50 years old. So I'm old. <laughs> you are very much young at heart. If you, sh if you see her right now, she's in this yellow dress, very vibrant, and her smile is radiant. And thank you so much for agreeing to come over here to be interviewed by me <laughs> for telling us your story. So, Tita Tui, could you share with us your story into this health journey, including the timeline, emotional status, anything else you'd like to disclose? I don't even know where to start because I think I've had it longer than I've been aware of it, okay? But let's just say one day I noticed that like my... Do you call it the aureola? Yes, I think I think so. Yeah, the, the part of the nipple. My left breast was puffing up in little great. That's the best way to describe it. And everything was inflamed. So I thought, what is this? And I, I had this fear that it might be cancer. Okay. Cancer of the breast. You know? Right. But I know I don't like chemotherapy. I don't yes. like radiation. I might consider a mastectomy if absolutely necessary. For those three, mastectomy was the most acceptable. But even then, it's kind of a removal of something. I don't like that, okay? So I tried, I went to a Chinese drugstore, asked them, do you have anything for inflammation and wounds and all that? Uh, because they had started to bleed. And they had started to have this pus, which is horrible. Okay. So they said, well... Uh, there was this woman who attended to me. She said, try this. It's a spray. It's, it's really for athletes. If they fall and break some and 
wound themselves. Okay. Okay. So I tried that. Didn't really work. And it had gotten very flaky. Found a refined charcoal powder that my daughter had passed on to me. I don't know why. A long time ago. Okay. They tried it. Nothing. So I got desperate. Mm -hmm. I decided maybe it's time to talk to my children that my three daughters are abroad. So I invited my son to lunch and I told him, I said, do you know of a cancer specialist? And he said he had a friend who was supposed to be a good cancer specialist. He's a photographer. Right. On the side. That's his hobby. He's really a musician. Oh, okay. So he brought me to her. I said, okay, maybe I can see her. After I talked to him, I thought, well, maybe I should tell my daughters as well. So there's no, you know, children. Yeah, and they're all over 50. So they're all over 50. Yeah. So I told them, my girls jumped into it. You know, right. told the you the one, chemo, you don't want mastectomy. Uh, what's this? Chemo and radiation. Radiation. He said, check out German medicine in the computer. German illness. <laughs> yes. So, okay, I said, I did. Uh, then they said, call you. But the following, I think it was Tuesday, we went to the doctor anyway, told me. Uh, it, it looks like I showed her a photograph because that's the that's advantage right. of having a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I showed her, she said, ah, it doesn't look good, but you have to have a biopsy. I cannot uh, diagnose you without a biopsy. I don't like biopsies because they poke. The cancer. Right. And as far as I know, if you take a cancer, it spreads more quickly. That's right. Yeah, we actually have an explanation for that in Germanic New Medicine. But really? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I said, that's what I've observed. I'm not going to have buyers. Okay. He says, yeah, I'm not going to diagnose. I said, thank you. Then I'm not going to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, you know. Talk to you. And German New Medicine, and I went to the computer, I like the thinking. Thank you. You know, yes. that it was, that it's trauma that causes cancer. And you know, I believe that. Absolutely. I believe that because my husband has been sick. He had a stroke and it gave him vascular dementia. I don't know what vascular dementia is, but it's certainly similar to Alzheimer's. And it's very difficult for the people around it. It gets progressively worse. And my husband also progressed if he were. But now, you know, since I, since you told me, I don't put anything on it. Yeah, yeah. With my children also, German new medicine also. And finally, that Danny. Yes, Danny Carroll, the author of uh, Terminal Cancers and Misdiagnosis. That's right. Yeah. You know, so I have the book. I read it. Yeah. It is another 400-page book in my computer, but I haven't even looked through the whole thing. Wow. And anyway... So now I feel much better, you know? Yeah. Uh, after a while, Gino, my son, said, I read somebody say that you should take mushrooms. Some of them on the Zada with shockers. I thought I'd have to order them from the state. No, they have, they have them in the Zada. So I take those. And then somebody, Risa, my eldest daughter, said, <laughs> she saw someone that said, put, uh, put castor oil. On the bandage. To pull it out. Yeah, that's yeah. what's happening, I see. Now, I put it only at night. Uh, yeah, now it's getting, there are more, the, the little grapes are getting bigger. They're bursting. Uh, Fabulous. There's no more, there's no more smell. Yes, amazing. Terrible. 
But not so as general, guys. Yeah, not that other people can slant it around you, but you can. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's it. That's my story. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, the biggest thing is if you suspect you have cancer or if the doctor tells you you have cancer, don't believe you're going to die. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're going to stay alive. It's your attitude that matters. Absolutely. An attitude is everything you are. You know, you're (laughs) radiant. You're smiling. That beautiful two dimples that Tita Tui has. And, you know, that's all I saw in you was the positivity. And and it's like, ah, everything, Kimo, is, I don't want it. It Really, it's not, yeah. And can you share with us, Tita, why you decided you didn't, didn't like Kimo? What was it? No. I've known a lot of people. I've had a lot of friends who had chemo at died. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I read that chemo it will kill your cells, right? And you wish that they would kill your your cancer cells right. ahead of your good cells. Right. Well, my God, that's quite a risk, yeah. you know, because you don't know what it's going to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you visited me and um, consulted with me with Dramatic New Medicine and you mentioned that, oh, you know, it's bleeding and it has rot, it smells like rotten flesh and it's just, there are like how many holes that it's going out into. What did I say? Tita, get out the champagne and yeah. celebrate, have a party. That's normal. That's it. Normal. And that's a wonderful sign. That the body is healing that tissue already. So you're in healing phase. I think so, but yeah. I think it takes long. It takes long, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's the thing about cancer. It's one, it's one of the deepest special biological programs because it, it involves our loved ones. You know, it involves things that we own, like our property, our house, you know, things of that nature that are very important to us. And, you know, nature takes its sweet time. When there's an injured tree, let's say there's a tree that's kind of rotting, and then there's a small sprout that comes from the side. How long will it take to become a tree again? Yeah. Years, right? So That's nature, right. Nature That's right. takes its sweet, sweet time. Yeah. So no, I'm yeah. okay. Yeah? You look amazing. I mean, nobody would, if you look, if we look at you, you wouldn't have, you know, we can't even see the C word, right, Tita? It's like, yeah. we have to code it because, oh my gosh, the C word is so scary. But, you know, and... It's 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 a little because you use the word happy, you know. For somebody we can, how can you say the word happy alone? We can well because we we change the mindset around it, right? I'm still trying to change my mindset about what I think caused it because I think yes. it was really my caring for my husband. Yes, you know, yes, caused it. Yes. So, and I, that continues. So I talk to myself and say, please, huh? No more seriousness of the disease because I'm supposed to do it. Absolutely. So, and give me the strength to do it better. That's all. That's right. Nothing like it. Absolutely. That's wonderful, Tita. And and that reminds me of Stoicism. You know, the, the philosophy about Stoicism is don't focus your energy on what you can't control, but focus on what you can control, which is your attitude, your perception, your behavior about everything. There you go. Yeah. So, so yes. And so handling sacred items also puts you in that space where. At least. Yeah. It keeps me occupied. Yes. Yes. And it's in what? It's a lovely thing to do. Quiet. Absolutely. So wake up at four in the morning. Right. Right. So it's very meditative also. 
And it brings you sort of in, in unison with that energy, the higher energies. And I think so. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Sometimes I suspect, but I'm going to be a saint. <laughs> Maybe you're meant to be. Goodness, of course not. But Tita, this is like your your second lease on life, right? I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, it's different, very different from my previous life. Yeah, absolutely. So, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced while pursuing Germanic New Medicine as a healing path with me, and how did you navigate those challenges? You know, I didn't see them as challenges. I kind of saw, it's like I'm talking to a doctor. Right. And he's telling me, ah, stop, stop all that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just put, just do what you need to do to, to keep your exterior the same. Yes. So I put bandage on it. Right. I've had to, uh, this is a serious, seriously to confess on the air, but I had to buy <laughs> okay, that's good. It's very practical, right? And why the brows fastening front make it easier for me to tuck in the gauze? Right, I have to buy gauze in boxes and buy four. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. So I've just acquired this habit of getting dressed. Part of this of the series of getting dressed is number one, change the body. Right, right, right. That's all. It, and you know, and that's all. You know, it it's. That's simple, period. I know. It's, of course, it gets worse. And if you want to, to get alarm, yeah, okay. When you look at it, oh my God, it's so ugly. Right. Yes, yes, absolutely. But nobody else sees it. Oh, I love but, that, Tita. That's the good point about my husband being sick. <laughs> I love it. Silver linings, right? And always look at it like that. Don't worry about you seeing it. That's right. Yeah. No. Tita, you you just demonstrated how you can um, let go of conflicts because so many, you're so right. So many conflicts can trigger, for example, the disfigurement conflict. And this is a real conflict and it can prolong the program of the bleeding and all of that because it's trying to also, the body's trying to adapt tissue to that disfigurement conflict is when you look at yourself in the mirror and, oh, it's so ugly and it's, a, it's a, you know, I don't have a breast anymore. Dr. Hammer has actually allowed it, some of his patients to have a mastectomy for that very reason. It's just to remove the disfigurement conflict because you have to see yourself every day. And for practical reasons, it's okay. But if you can go with the flow and just wait for nature and see what it has in store for you. And, you know, it's all about nature is all about, you know, making things better. So maybe you'll even have a nicer, <laughs> you know, nicer bread. <laughs> It will take quite years. See, it's all about attitude. Check out the attitude of Tita Tweet. It's all about that, right? Smile all about it. Yeah. No, I also think it's related to aging, you know? Yeah. I'm 79. Right. Right. Frankly, I don't care. But when I think about it, frankly, I'm old. (laughs) And wise. But it doesn't really matter. Things go. You know? Yeah. You get disfigured. Yeah, I know. I have more wrinkles than before. Yeah, I'll have more. That's why I hope I die soon because <laughs> I don't want women to get like wrinkled like a prune, which <laughs> which will likely happen if I turn 90. <laughs> Dita, you, you uh, are meant to stay on earth for as long as possible because there's so many people you still have to help. Perhaps another book about this journey, right? You never know. 
Yeah. And then it reaches the whole world and, you know, we can help so many people that way. Yeah. Never know. I'm thinking of writing another book. Okay. Another auto an autobiography. Oh, wow. There will be so many volumes. So <laughs> I can't get started. <laughs> you can't even jump chapters. So you can start with the chapter of like, you know, the last decade and then, you know, it will just kind yeah. of blow. But about aging, me. About aging, yeah. That's what happens so when you're like, now I'm thinking of the first guy who pursued me when I was 12. One, so. But he's dead, no. <laughs> so. I would definitely line up to read that tweet. Yeah, but then your life is still unfolding, like the the very interesting parts of it, because this is such a big event, and it's, it's such a story to tell. Still unfolding, and I, I'd love to see, you know, what inner reflections you have as a result of what's still going to happen. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's still going to happen. Yeah, exactly. We don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you are trotting, navigating the unknown with such a superior attitude and behavior, which is to F it. Hang it up, body. Yeah. So it's just really in the end. Right now, it's what matters to me. Yes. That's what matters most. That's right. You know, like, my husband. Right. Matters a lot. Yes. You know? Yes. But I don't know what to do about his face. See, is it helplessness. But there's also the strength. Absolutely. So I don't know. I, this all happens automatically. I, I'm not a superwoman, you know? It happens. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you seem to be like such a resilient woman. I mean, being in the corporate world, which is usually male-dominated and having um, managed all of these major brands in advertising for over 30 years, it seems that you have so much life lessons and skills that you could impart to other women in, you know, in terms of managing their emotions and Going with the flow, staying present, no matter what, because these these are major life events. Like your husband um, is suffering from dementia, and you don't know what to do. You may have cancer, sensible biological special program, and you're you're navigating it as if well, that's life, and it's simple, and it just needs to be right. But because it is, because it is, yeah, it is, yeah, and it's all about choosing the emotional soundtrack that you're gonna play for your life. And everyone is sovereign enough to choose, how am I going to be? How am I going to navigate this day? But you know what I've noticed? You don't really make the choice. Okay. It's something made for me already. Yeah. It's how it feels. Because when it happens, I know what to do. Oh, wow. Where, where did you derive that? So is it from life experiences? Is it Maybe. taught to you? God, you know. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. Because now I'm beginning to see, I'm like, he's telling me, see why your life is the way it is. Right. You had to learn. That's right. Oh my gosh. It's all about learning yeah. lessons. That's that's what I know now. I had to learn. So now when you're, I'm 79. <laughs> 79. <laughs> Back on your life, your childhood is different. You see it more clearly. Wow. You know? Yeah. Uh, that my parent, my mother and my grandmother didn't get along, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I was there in the middle. Know it. <laughs> know it then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but know it now. Yeah, that's right. And then you glean the lessons from that. Yeah. All right? Yeah. 
I mean, and that's such an amazing way of seeing life. And I think you just got the the purpose of life right there. It's really to just learn. That's true. It. Yeah. That's why for me, I know even if I get rid of like a prune, <laughs> I'll have the knowledge of a grape. <laughs> An ancient grape. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And isn't that what we really want? The purpose of aging is to have proper elders pass on information and knowledge from, you know, from life experiences, not just from books or anything, but mm -hmm. just life experiences gleaned from your own personal filter of seeing the world and then passing on inspirational. Um, if they will listen. If they will. Because I find that they don't, you know, even if you tell them, if I tell them I'm 79, oh, don't do this anymore. Don't do that anymore, you know, because the concept that the youth have about older people is different. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, because what, like, for example, my generation, so many of the elders have already passed on or are not, not capable anymore of passing down knowledge. But there's so much that they experienced in the war or even before that, that could have, you know, could have helped us somehow look at it in a different way or look at extreme trauma, global trauma in a different way. I think because the older people then did not learn how to talk about their grief. That's true. That's why I teach, right? That's why I teach. Oh, that's wonderful. That's what that I teach. I tell them that you have to write about your feelings. Right. Ignore the rest of the world. Right. Because the rest of the world is to ignore them. When they read you, they vary. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's amazing. Yeah. So just, just put it out there, and the youth that will listen will listen. Yeah. If, if their higher self, whatever, calls upon them, the antenna, and it, and it you know, they are glad to you. Listen to me, but not to their grandmother. I guess you know it from personal experience, maybe. It's the way it is, uh, because yeah, yeah. your grandmother tells you, don't do that. You will not listen because, well, she's old. She's the mother of your mother. You know, you've <laughs> known her all your life. What the hell, you know? Yeah, yeah. But if it's somebody else who speaks, yeah. Older than your grandmother. <laughs> Maybe you listen. And I, I think it's such an important message to convey to youngsters now about aging. And, you know, a lot of doctors will say that, okay, if you ask them, oh, bakit ito cancer? Why did this person have cancer? Oh, they'll always say aging. Diba? That's always like the automatic answer. I'm like, but it's not always 100% rule in Germanic new medicine. But there's so many women who are aging, quote unquote, but not all of them have cancer, right? So it can't be aging. Yep. There, there really is a, a variable to cancer. And, you know, and Germanic new medicine really goes to the psychobiological root cause of it. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like about it. it yes. Well, because, you know, when we changed millennia to yes. 20, whatever, uh -uh. I thought, wonder what's going to happen now. Right. And I said, everything has been happening. Then I remember they said, break. Uh, we haven't probed the emotions. Right. Nothing. There's been hardly anything about it. You know, I began writing in 1988. Okay. I bought, I wanted to become a colonist, really. Wow. So I came back from the States, uh, went to the States after Aquino was assassinated. Okay, just to escape. Oh, wow. Anyway, when I came back, I bought all the newspapers and I looked at all the columnists. And everybody was writing about politics, yeah. some religion, some health, but mainly politics. Okay. And then in their lifestyle sections, very social. <laughs> and I said, I think I will write about life. 
by then, the scandals of my life were over 20 years before. Okay? So I could write about them freely. I love it. <laughs> the media women hated me. They said, help here, help here. Ah, such a maverick. I love it. I did. Yeah. Now, how many people are writing first person? I know. And look how many people are reading you also. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many people are reading me. Yeah. Like, that I don't know. But I know many. Many. Yeah. Many. They really recognize me when they see me on the street. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to get married. They did. <laughs> They'd come up to us. We were shopping. They'd say, Aren't you Miss Gonzalez? This is the man you're going with her. <laughs> so I don't really know how many there are. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, there, I broke that rule. Yeah. I want to take credit for all the other people who are doing it. Yeah. Because I was the first one who did it here. Right, right, right. Yeah, but st that's still something, right? Yeah, and I love the way you write. It's like you're speaking to a friend. And the flow is wonderful. Well, this is why you teach writing, right? This is your, your path. That's the payment of my 33 years in advertising. <laughs> People don't understand advertising. Yeah, that's true. At all. Yeah. And I knew that from when I was working there because, my God, the things we had to answer. But anyway, one day I'll write about it. Yes, please. I would love to know. And and did, did you become a health advocate later on? Like because of your, I know your daughters are so into alternative holistic health. Daughters, yeah, because they want to be different from me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> That's true. That daughters always want to be different from you. Yeah. Yeah, but now they've converted me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was always on that side because of, uh, I had a stroke when I was 50, 57. Okay. Yeah. I was stupid for six years, just staring into space. Dreamy. I just remember that uh, I didn't want to take my medicines because first I was taking the Yeah. And I was in a stupor. I didn't know what just happened. Wow. And then I, then I decided one day if I felt well enough to go to, to the drugstore and buy them myself. It was 19600 for a month. Oh, I said, I cannot afford that. I will not spend that. No? Yeah. That's when my intelligence came back. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, no, take it back. I'm not taking them. I went to my doctor, to my neurologist, and she said, we have to take them because, you know, they prevent another stroke. And I said, huh? Is there a risk I take? Yeah. I said, yes, I'll take the risk. Okay. After that. I stopped taking, and I tried all sorts of other things. But yeah, but I still kept staring at walls. I also needed that. I think made me focus. Okay. Also, I did one thousand piece jigsaw. That also made me focus. You know. So then one day I ran into an old friend who said, "I'm going to give you a bottle of something." Okay. Yeah. Right. So I got to. I noticed it gave me more energy. This is stamina. Yes, stamina. Yeah. yeah. I think that saved my life. Well, after eight months, I heard a strange song. Then I realized that my laughter had returned. My writing style had returned. Wow. Wow. So that saved. Wow, amazing. And you're still taking it until yeah. now. I say thank you to it for my looks because I think I look younger than you. Oh, you look amazing, Tita. Yes. And you're also a distributor of that, right? You also, yeah. yeah. Uh -oh. Okay, so we'll we'll place the information where you can get it from Tita Twee. 
the show notes. We'll yeah. put it there so that... I give them my cell phone. Now. Okay. All right. Sige, I'll do that, Tita. Your story, Tita, is undoubtedly one of triumph and resilience. What advice do you have for individuals who are facing a cancer diagnosis and considering alternative healing approaches like Germanic New Medicine? Go for it. You know, because if you stick with the tra traditional doctors, I hate this because I have many friends who are traditional doctors. Think differently. Yes. Think outside of the square. Cancer does not have to kill you. Yeah, no. I know it's not going to kill me unless something else happens. But if it stays this way, I know it's not. I'm not going to. Or maybe I'll die of it when I'm too old. You wait, <laughs> you know? Don't let it bother you that. Thank you so much. You die. Yeah. I think you have to. I just want to remind people that once upon a time, we were the center of arbolarios. Right. You know, the Philippines. Yes. Was the center of Arbolarios. And then I was trying to talk to someone and I said, we're herbalists. And he says, is herbal uh, arbolar? I said, no, arbol is tree. So arbol is made. So maybe we used to get our healing feast from trees. Yes. And, and herbs. And it, that, right. That's uh, biological. Yes, absolutely. Maybe we're going back to that. I would love it if we could. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we I now use castor oil for my eyes, and I use it for my neck and everything else. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's now odorless. Yes. When I was small, I had to drink that dark. I know. Oh, my God. And it's just smelly. Yeah, it's or belly. Okay, thank you so much for that, Tita. And you're so right. Cancer, as we know in Germanic New Medicine, cancer is a replenishing process. So it's not there to kill you. It's quite the contrary. It's really there to help you survive. Because cancer is a reflection that there is a very distressful life experience that is going on. And uh, when we look at the breast, breast cancer, the language is all about um, a dispute or a worry or a separation conflict from your loved ones. Yes. And I just want to say this. Cancer makes you look inside yourself. That's right. You know, I think that's important. Absolutely. It makes you look inside yourself. Try to figure it Absolutely. It, it's such a great teacher in that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the beauty about cancer is that when, not if, when you survive it, your organ will be stronger than before and stronger than everyone else's as well. <laughs> you will never. Actually, that's what the body wants. It's not for you to not die. It, it Evolution doesn't stop, you know, the, the adaptation and becoming better. It shouldn't stop. It shouldn't have stopped. And, you know, cancer is one way for us to actually become stronger and better. Good. Okay. Yeah. Dad, I did this interview. <laughs> <laughs> but then also it forces you, like what you said, to um, take stock, look inside yourself and also take stock of, of your life, you know. Because uh, what causes a lot of cancers is also money and property because these are important to us or deemed important in this day and age. And so we would take stock and say, my body is trying to balance me around money or the loss of it or the potential law or somebody might steal it from me. And, you know, your body is putting out all of these resources. Is it worth it? You, yeah. you kind of have to ask, is it worth it? As a beacon of hope and inspiration, what message would you like to share with our listeners, especially those who may be seeking hope and guidance in their own healing journeys? Look into yourself. Spend more time instead of looking at what the neighbors are doing. 
just look into yourself. You know, try to understand yourself better. I don't think we spend enough time trying to understand ourselves. Yes. When the children are growing up, no, because you're too busy. Yeah. It's when you get old, and maybe that's why cancer, they say, the doctors say, is part of aging. Because maybe that's when you start to realize that you haven't looked inside yourself. That's true. Yeah. And trying to get to know yourself better. That's beautiful. Better than, and care for yourself better than for the rest of the world. Yes. You know, because you don't care anymore what people do. I love that. That's a, that's really important advice for health, period. And, you know, when we look at Germanic New Medicine, we're looking at mindset. We're looking at the psyche part. Because people are often just looking at the mental part or the, you know, physical, spiritual. Let's take a look at what the psyche's tendencies are. You know, that's one thing I've done. Yeah. I I, I invited you once. I, you yes. First, yes. You know, I just did that out of exhaustion. Then I was tired. I couldn't recover. Yeah. I saw in the papers there was a Jung festival at the Ateneo. I didn't even know who you was. But <laughs> this looks interesting. I think I'll go. And that um, led me... that. Exercise with you led me inside myself. Oh, wow. And that's a whole group. Huh? See, that's another thing that's developing in this. Lovely. And then what do you talk about in those groups? I know it's a whole day affair. There's lunch. And then um, the last time it was talking about aging and longevity. Was that no, the, the, next, the one you postponed? Ah, the one that you postponed. I think um, the last one I was the speaker. And I surprised myself because it was the first time I could talk about it publicly. It was a small group about... 20 people, but I talked about it. And since then, okay, now for so quite happy and lighter. In Germanic New Medicine, we call that parang amor. So it's something that you're keeping inside that you just want to spit out, that you finally, ah, uh, you spat it out. Yeah. Oh, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Life lessons in store for everybody, right? It's a teaching moment. We would look at that as a life experiential teaching moment yeah. for others to glean from. And I think also it's, it's, also, the fact that you're being heard, being listened to, being heard, that collective. Yes, then you find, oh, then you're not alone in the world. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Tita, for sharing all that. And by the way, I want to I hear that um, talk. I don't know if you have it in a blog or if you wrote about it. I have it in, a, in tape. I don't know. In tape. Okay. All right. Okay. It'll be interesting just to learn because um, in Germanic New Medicine, we also talk about biological relationships. And so it's the masculine, feminine, uh, biological appropriate roles. Yeah. And often we lose our roles. And that's why I invited you because I see a fit. That's right. Yeah. See a fit. Yes. Yes. So, so you can sleep. That's right. Uh-oh. So, okay, I'll attend the next one because it was postponed to another date. Okay. So I'll go and see that one. Yeah. So thank you so much, Hitatvi, for giving us your time. I learned so many things and I know so many listeners will also be able to glean so much benefit from listening to, to this podcast. So thank you so much for braving it out there. I know this is a, a little bit of a risk, right? I mean, we, we don't want people to be angry at us. We just want to give an alternative option for, for our loved ones because, you know, we, we are filled with people that we love. And we, we would like them to have a different alternative, another option, another way or angle of thinking about disease, which we call a special biological program. So we just want people to survive and live and be happy, comfortable in their bodies. That's really all we would like. And that's all I want to. 
Yes, exactly. Thank you very much for having me. And really, you're welcome, Tita. Thank it you. It's nice to be able to talk like this. Absolutely. And we'll, we're going to have you again another time, <laughs> maybe to talk about something different around your books, around what you're doing, you know, if you, if you, and also maybe an update on how, you know, you're, you're dealing with your health journey. We could do that in maybe a few months from now. Okay. Okay. Thank you everybody for listening. This has been Biohacking and Beyond with Ellie Bella. Till the next one. As an adjunct to this episode, I'd like to talk about the Senseful Biological Special Program of Cancer, recognized in conventional terms as disease or illness. Yes, the condition is not easy in that sense, but its presentation is one that is highly meaningful and purposeful and is strongly rooted in the theme of our survival. The body wants us to live, not die. And the first biological law of nature in Germanic New Medicine is cancer is a replenishing process. So after 60,000 CT scans reviewed, collated, and tallied, and case study videos recorded, Dr. Hammer compiled all of the information and is now available for free and is called Disease Clarity in the website learninggnm.com. We look at a list of common cancers and we have to ask, why are they so common? Lung cancer? Well, not everybody who gets it smokes. Breast cancer? Not all women eat soy or estrogenic food. Colon cancer? Even people on great clean diets get it. It's not their lifestyles that are common at all. It's the human emotion behind the programs that is common. To be more specific, it's the psychobiological adaptation that is common, a perceived emotional distress that triggers tissue adaptation with a theme of survival. Breast cancer is so common, why? Mothers worry about their children and their spouses a lot. Lung cancer is a common secondary cancer, why? The doctor tells the patient they have months to live and the patient is afraid to die. Kidney cancer is common because many feel abandoned, rejected. They feel like refugees in their own homes and they don't like to be hospitalized all the time. Bone cancer is a common secondary cancer too. It's a deep self-devaluation conflict. Being diagnosed with cancer makes them feel less than. I'm sick. I have months to live. Something is eating me up. I'm no longer worthy of life. But here's something I want to stress. You might say, hey, I've felt worry over my child or spouse or family before. I've also felt self-devaluation and I've felt abandoned. Do I have cancer? Here's an important point. There are three criteria that usually trigger the biological program. It has to be a shock. Acute or unexpected came from left field. Isolative, I feel so alone and caught you off guard or on the wrong foot. Oh no, I don't know what to do. If the situation doesn't meet these, then it is just an emotion, but not a psychobiological trigger. This subtle nuance is extremely important. For example, the sudden death of a child. We all expect to outlive our children. The disappearance of a pet, the sudden unexpected departure of your spouse, the loss of all your money in the bank. We all expect our kids, spouses, pets to be alive for a long time, or we expect that our jobs and our money are secure. But severe circumstances change the outcome and suddenly we become vulnerable. This vulnerability is what our body needs to make our organs stronger for. And how does it do that? By making it bigger through more cells, 
labeled as tumors, or depending on the germ layer, by making tissue bigger or wider in the case of bones, connective tissue, milk ducts, etc. There are other possible adaptations, and you will learn this when you get into Germanic New Medicine. There is an exception, though. If there's an event that recurs every day for a long period of time, it can, over time, activate a senseful special biological program. Now, when we look at this SBS, it happens in three areas simultaneously. The first is the psyche, that which perceives a distressful event, the brain, the part of the brain to which the organ is mapped, and the organ itself, the part of the physical body that undergoes the adaptation. Either it needs to get stronger or more flexible based on the life situation, and it all happens beneath your awareness. I also want to mention a possible secondary conflict that we mentioned with Tita Twee called the disfigurement conflict that can stem from seeing the quote-unquote ugly and foul-smelling breast, a skin condition such as acne or surgical scars in the face or in the body after mastectomy can evoke a disfigurement conflict which also corresponds biologically to the corium skin. Another possible secondary conflict is a self-devaluation conflict in the ribs, bone osteolysis in conflict active phase, and healing bone or rib pain relating to feeling less than, my breast is ugly, or if in the case of a mastectomy, I no longer have a breast, therefore I am less than. Another possible complication of the program is an attack conflict as a result of the biopsy. According to learninggnm.com, an attack conflict is experienced, for instance, through an attack by a person or by an animal, or through a hit or blow against the body or against the head, in sports, in a fight, in an accident. However, medical procedures such as surgery, a needle biopsy, injections, vaccinations, as well as stabbing or piercing pain could also be registered as an attack. But actually, just being aware of this might already help you avoid a possible attack conflict. In Germanic New Medicine, there is no such thing as metastasis or that cancer walks from organ to organ. There is only new or different conflicts that the initial diagnosis and the disease process might trigger. Doesn't this make more biological sense? Breast cancer can be two kinds, but sometimes they also overlap. The biological conflict behind glandular breast cancer is a dispute or disagreement conflict, usually with an element of deep worry. We would call it a nest dispute worry conflict, a worry about being able to feed, give, or be there for someone, or the nest is in danger, one fears for one's actual nest or living place. There could also be fighting that's happening inside the house or nest or the apartment. In this program, the tumor grows in the conflict active phase, and in the healing phase, the bleeding and foul smell happens in the healing phase. The more common cancer, introductal breast cancer, also involves a mother or a child or partner and family. This is a separation conflict or torn from my breast. So it could be that you might have lost a partner or mother or child literally separated from me. It can also be separation due to death and we would also consider the death of a pet because our pets are often our extended children or can be regarded as partners in life. In Germanische Heilkunde, or Germanic New Medicine, we look at causal therapy. But first things first, convert your fear to curiosity. In line with billions of years of evolution, 
My body wants me to survive and not die, right? What if I stopped fearing my body's functions and start questioning where did evolution go wrong in its extremely slow self-study and self-adaptation? Maybe nature isn't wrong. Maybe what's wrong is that we were led to believe that nature makes mistakes. In Girmanische Halkunde, one of the things you can do is remove yourself from the conflict, especially if it's a visual conflict. But how can you remove yourself from your loved ones for whom you are worried or remove the pain of separation? Then if you can't remove yourself, the best is to emulate the confidence, courage, and inner strength of Tita Tui. Change your attitude about the whole thing. Just say, I don't care what others think. I'll do what feels right to me. Stay present. If you need to say, F this, then so be it. Drop all those stories inside your head. See the situation in a realistic light. Many have had spontaneous healing, which actually isn't spontaneous, but rather programmed in our DNA. Why should I be excluded? Then resolve it in real life. I'm doing the best I can and that is enough and I take it a day at a time. I realize I'm at great risk putting out this podcast, but I did so because I want to give hope to people about different ways of thinking about their bodies. I have a family I love. Every single person means the world to me. I'm not a stranger to the pain of loss and I don't want to go through that again. And of course, we will all die, but... What if, to a certain extent, we can take the steering wheel and have some level of control over our own biology? In biohacking, we harness the body's myriad self-healing pathways, and dramatic new medicine up-levels that superpower because it stems from the very inner workings of our psyche. We, of course, respect the ability for conventional medicine to preserve life in emergency situations, accidents, triage, or any situation where urgent care is needed. Melding the two just makes common sense. When can we see a paradigm where we allow people to make their own choices about how they will go through their own health journeys, whether that means alternative, holistic, pure Germanic new medicine, or conventional, or a combination of all of the above? We are born free to choose, and that means we are sovereign beings, and thus we should have the freedom to decide what our personal definition and personal practice of optimum health is. In biohacking, you control your biology so it doesn't control you. But first, heal your mindset. To Biohacking and Beyond, see you in the next episode.